Hello and welcome back to my Dear Lovely Universe podcast. I'm here today with Indy. I met Indy when we were going to Redonda Union High School together. We met in gym class. She's a really, really smart, really pretty <laughs> girl, really ambitious. Uh, thank you. And, um, and so here's Indy. Hello, hello, hello. What, and so Indy. Yes. What does body image mean to you? Body image means to me the way that you see yourself. Not necessarily how you want others to perceive you, but how you want to perceive yourself. Because in a world like this, it's very easy to get caught up in the ways of how, I guess this word is thrown around, but society sees you. Mm-hmm. And... I never was super insecure, like, about my skin or the way that I looked or what body shape I had until we started going to Redondo Union. And I think body image is just important for people to have, but not to have the perception that other people's opinions matter on the way that you look. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Having other people, well, caring about yeah. what other people's opinions are on the way that you look can be really, really challenging for someone, especially in high school. Yes. I think what body image means to me is also how you perceive yourself. It could be how you feel like other people are seeing you or also how you see yourself. Yes. Um, I think body image has a lot to do with your self-esteem your self-confidence, how you view the world. I think that how you view yourself has everything to do with pretty much your life. Yes. So can you give me an example of a body image challenge that you've dealt with? Me personally, I've never had a problem with any other part of my body other than my, my, I guess you could say like my torso. Mm -hmm. For me, I've always seen women with really tight stomachs or very very skinny people and I remember being in a house in a cul-de-sac and one of the neighbors had a very very tiny petite body and I remember one day overhearing her mom saying don't let her borrow your stuff she'll stretch it and to me it was kind of just like I liked borrowing her clothing because her parents were able to supply a lot of clothing and mine were not so her shit was better than mine Mm. so of course I'd want to borrow her Lululemon leggings and her her other stuff and her Victoria's Secret sweatpants but to me it was just borrowing clothing but to her mom it I was deemed as a more curvaceous girl wearing her daughter's clothing yeah and I'm I'm a Latina so I I do have curves and to me as as I'm starting to get older I appreciate them a lot more but in high school and still now every now and again I don't I don't like that about myself so having a little bit of a tummy and having a little bit of a butt and boobs to me was just I deemed that as fat mm-hmm. in a way even though it's not and I'm very petite but I see myself as that and I guess you could say that it's a form of body dysmorphia but I don't like labeling it as yeah. that but my first experience was um that that was actually in middle school so I guess you could say that was my first experience but my first real sat down with myself in the mirror crying kind of experience was 
um, homecoming. I think it was either my junior year or my sophomore year of high school. And I was telling you this on the phone. Mm-hmm. And I went over to these girl, this girl's house, and I was in a friend group. And they were all really, really petite. Like, I'm tiny, but they were very, very tiny. And I remember trying on one of their dresses, and I could not fit. And to me, it was kind of just not necessarily like, oh, I can't fit. I'm too fat. It was just like, oh, she's not my size. And then I tried on another dress, and it wouldn't fit. And then I just remember not feeling good. And just, you know, whenever your body gets really, really hot, whenever you're anxious, or maybe that's just me, but whenever I get anxiety or I feel embarrassed, I get really hot, my cheeks get really red. And... I just remember just being completely mortified. And so I put on heels and a sweatshirt and I went to that dance in a sweatshirt and I rocked the fuck out of it. <laughs> but it just, I even though I wore it and I was confident in what I was wearing, whenever I got home and I really assessed the situation that I was in, I, that whole day I didn't drink. I mean, didn't drink. I didn't eat anything to fit into one of their dresses. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I still couldn't, I was kind of like, mm, this isn't my size, but still in the back of my mind, it was like, I didn't eat all day. I still couldn't fit in this dress, so I guess you could say that was one of the biggest challenge that I had. Mm -hmm. What about you? Well, first off, I can definitely see how that could get, you know, be mortifying, Um, even though it's not your, has nothing really to do with you, more so just like their clothing size, it's just how it happened and yeah I totally see how that and being in high school and it's a group of girls and and you want to fit in and especially I don't know if this is the case with you too but in my experience when I have a friend and we become like really good friends I I think they're really beautiful like Mm -hmm. not in like a lesbian way but just I just think that they're really beautiful and so if I wouldn't be able to fit in their clothes and I just like thought they were really beautiful like maybe their standard of beauty was like more beautiful than mine or yeah something something like that you know so I could definitely see where that could come into play and it just sucked because like it, it I yeah not being able to fit in those clothes and it was very much so like seeing not necessarily these girls but just girls on Instagram wearing the really tight mm-hmm. clothing and the really bodycon dresses and to me in a future podcast we can talk about this but I've had experiences in my life where I have been through things where I see my body wasn't necessarily mine anymore and I would just constantly wear baggy clothing I'd go to football games and sweatpants and sweatshirts and I just tell everybody like I didn't give a shit but in all reality I did not want to show off my body at all like I just wanted to be comfortable in the situation that I was because I was already uncomfortable within myself so I would want to comfort my own body I guess you could say physically with comfortable clothing Mm -hmm. and wearing tight dresses when I tried to pop out of I guess you could say that shell being extremely vulnerable in that situation and then having it not fit was just yeah the worst thing imaginable and especially for a very young girl going through high school just trying to fit in yeah because I think it's a good point to bring up like being a young girl going through high school trying to fit in that's something, like, we could talk about forever. Yes. Oh, my gosh. There's so many stories about trying to fit in. But I think the, the main thing that it comes down to is loving yourself. hmm I mean, being in high school, you don't... Some people, the very fortunate ones, they know themselves. Yeah. 
But I feel like a vast majority of people don't quite know themselves yet. But even those people have doubts. Yeah. And that's what's interesting is I'm starting to find this out. Talking to more people and opening up about myself was I kind of wanted to have this, I guess you could say, bad bitch mentality of, like, whatever, screw it. Like, if I just have, like, this fake confidence, then Mm -hmm. it's fine. But I broke my wall down and was opening up to some girls that I had just recently met and even boys and they were like no like I see myself as this and I was talking to a, a, a guy and he would talk about how he needed to get bigger and I was I was like he he, he was huge <laughs> I, I, I didn't know how else to describe it this man was huge and well not huge but like he was very very built like yeah. he was oh my god and he would just talk about how tiny he was it's so interesting to me because I've never seen boys talk about themselves in that manner. Or, like, I'm too mm-hmm. skinny, I'm too... I, I've seen bigger kids saying, like, I need to lose weight, but I've never really heard a person say, especially a guy, be like, I really need to gain weight. Or if they yeah. are bigger, have the body dysmorphic mentality of, I'm tiny. I think like, wow. that's a good point to bring up with that people oftentimes are just not comfortable with themselves Mm -hmm. in whatever state they are like people that um people will often just want to be whatever they're whatever they're not so if someone is bigger and they see someone who's smaller they might want to be smaller if someone is smaller and they see someone who's bigger then they would want to be bigger yeah and it's just like this goes back again to loving yourself yes because you Mm -hmm. can't you can only see if you see yourself through other people's eyes, it's so interesting because I went through a phase where I was really, really depressed a couple months ago, and I was filming um, this short film called BFFs, and there was one of the boys on set, and I thought he was really attractive, but I never in a million years did I think he would think like I was cute. He was older, he was, I'm gonna say it, I don't know if he hears this, but he was Italian, and he, you know who I'm talking about, <laughs> if you're listening to this, <laughs> you know. But he was beautiful, and we sat down one day after, like, we had wrapped, and it was, like, the wrap party, and he goes, "Ah, you are just so damn beautiful. I was like, whoa, hi, hello, how are you? (laughs) (laughs) And he he was telling me about how when he first saw me in the audition, and then then when he saw me when we were doing the table read and everything like that, and um, character chemistry, that he just thought I was so gorgeous and beautiful and and, and I didn't see myself that way because I was so depressed and seeing myself as needing to be like the Instagram girls who facetune themselves. Not shaming that, but I'm just saying that's putting unrealistic expectations out there for yeah. the rest of us. So looking at that, I deemed my beauties based off of those when that's not yeah. even them realistically. Yeah, exactly. So it's crazy to think about it that if you're looking at Instagram and you're looking at these girls who facetune themselves or Photoshop themselves you're putting yourself in that real, you're, you're looking at that unrealistic aspect, what is it, expectation, Expectation. or reality, Mm -hmm. to put that onto yourself, but no reality, homegirl's not even like that. Yeah. So. Exactly. It's like, she wants to be that just as much as you want to be that, but then you're looking at her. Exactly. And it's like, just hug and eat some ice cream. Because you're never going to win. So I was Mm -hmm. looking so hard at those people that I lost track of myself and my own beauty and my own worth. And then yeah. I didn't think anybody thought I was beautiful. And here I have homeboy and another homeboy, and they're like, Ayo, ma. <laughs> 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 I'll go out sometimes, so 
Yeah. I mean, it's just... I had a, a, a friend show me a picture. She said that she, like, went out with some girls the other day before, mm-hmm. and she was like, oh, I went out with this girl, she's, like, a model and everything, and she showed, she was like, she's a lot prettier on her Instagram. Yes. And she showed me her Instagram, and she's like, her skin looks flawless, and, like, she's, like, in a bikini, and she's like... Wow, she looks like one of those Instagram girls for sure. But then she was like, in person, she does not have good skin. And I was just just like, yeah, yeah. And it's and if you don't have good skin, I mean, there's many ways. And I I don't I don't I can't talk on this subject. I've never I've been blessed with good skin. Like I've never really dealt with acne, but I have had friends who have really bad acne. So whenever I would talk with them and they would go through their skin journey and they have good skin now but they it would take them years to get over that and years to kind of build upon that so that's also an insecurity within itself yeah so i mean yeah and i don't want to say like bad skin or good skin necessarily because skin is skin i want to say challenged skin yeah because the and the reason why also i say challenge instead of like bad or anything else is because challenges to me are is something that you can it's just like a wave that'll pass and you can get over yeah it's something that you can get over it's just a challenge bad has a negative connotation yeah you're right you know and so that's something that i've been working on um using like using the word challenging in my blogs and my podcasts and even just in life Mm. That's actually... Yeah, I'm going to start using yeah. that now. I'm going to steal that from you. <laughs> so, what is your favorite quote and why? I guess I'd say my favorite quote is very straightforward, and it's more so just kind of being yourself, or be yourself, because there's no one other than you inside of you, and there's no one like you. There's no one other person like you. You can say, oh, you're similar to this person, but you will never yeah. 100% be that person. And if everyone tries to be like everyone else, then no one's being themselves and we miss out on exactly the amazingness and the quirkiness and the goodness of each other. And if I try to be like you and you try to be like me, I miss out on being myself. I, exactly. I loved it when I was a kid. And I would just, I never thought about being anybody else because it was like, why on earth would I do that? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd understand, like, as an actress, trying to be like other people in the way of their maneuvers, and that's just how my brain works, because I've seen myself doing nothing other than acting, which is technically being another person. But I remember being a kid and just being indie or being Danielle. Mm-hmm. And now, as I get older, I'm like, oh, well, what if I didn't talk this way? Then people wouldn't think I'm from there, or if... And it just gets tiring. Yeah. It's so emotionally draining. Yeah. So I guess I'd say be yourself because you can't, you don't, you shouldn't be anybody else. I totally agree. And I think, well, to go off on what you were saying, I think that if everyone was the same, this world would be so Mm -hmm. bland. Like, we need everyone to be different. Mm -hmm. We need people to live up to who they really are inside. Absolutely. Because one not only is that inspiring to so many people, yes. But two, like it's how you find true happiness and feel comfortable with yourself. 
And it's, it's, you are 100% you. Mm-hmm. You can never be anybody else. Exactly. Truly. And it's really interesting. I'm going to make this point real quick and then we can move on. I was on a set and I was getting my hair and makeup done. And I, I can honestly say, I was talking about this with my mom last night. And I don't remember what set I was on. Um, but I'm from a town that when I mention it to other people, they say that's the ghetto. I have never seen it that way until I moved out and I came down here and mm-hmm. I felt ashamed kind of being from there only for, I would say, five minutes when this girl was talking to me. And then after yeah. that, I have never given a shit because I love my hometown. My hometown is Visalia and between Fresno and Bakersfield, it is agriculture, it is fields, and I fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 110 degrees every other summer, but I love it. It's where my abuelita lives, it's where my family lives, and I love it. Yeah. But... I was on this set, and she goes, oh, what, like, the hair and makeup people try to make you yeah. feel welcome and ask you where you're from, and I, I said, oh, I'm from Visalia, and she goes, where is that? I said, it's in between Fresno and Bakersfield, and she goes, oh, honey, you probably shouldn't tell people that, and I go, why? And she goes, well, you know, and I pressed her about it, I was like, why? Why shouldn't I tell people this is where I'm from? She's yeah. like, you know, honey, it's, it's just a bad area, and I don't want you to have that rep, like, in this business. And I felt so just, like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and when I asked her more about it, she was kind of just, like, trying to be passive-aggressive, and she was just like, well, it's just a lot of the fields, and you don't want people thinking that you're from that. I'm like, well, I'm Mexican. Would you, would you like to talk more about this? And then she shut up. But for that split moment, my heart dropped, and I just kind of was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Should I be ashamed that this is where I'm from? Mm-hmm. And where you're from is kind of who you are. It doesn't necessarily have exactly. to shape you completely. Exactly. But it, it is what it is. And I lived there for 13 years. Mm-hmm. So I, the mass majority of my friends are there. My family's there on both sides. So that is part of who I am. So you shouldn't be afraid of, for anybody that's listening, that is necessarily in a quote-unquote what would be deemed a bad area or a ghetto area it's not ghetto it's where you're from and own that shit Mm -hmm. don't be embarrassed that you grew up in the projects or wherever you're from because my abuelito left his high school didn't graduate to go help his dad work am I ashamed of that no I will say that loud and proud because he had my tío and my dad and my Thea who passed away, but he has a good life, and I'm proud yeah. of that. So, yeah. it's kind of just like, be whoever's listening, just be proud of where you're from. Don't let anybody tell you indifferent. In a similar concept, my grandma used to, she would make me feel ashamed to walk around in like shorts and just a shirt, mm-hmm. or just basically showing too much skin. Yeah. And it's like, as the same way that you can't control where you're from mm-hmm. you can't control having skin like, yeah we all have a body so it's like don't let someone make you don't give anyone the power to have you feeling down about something that you literally cannot control absolutely you know what i mean and showing skin that's a whole other topic yeah to talk about and that can be another podcast or this can also be in this one but briefly touching on showing too much skin okay what about it? Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm currently reading this book called, um, it's by Howard Zinn, it's called A People's History, and 
there'd be a tribe of Indians that would walk around butterball ass naked. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it would just seem as though you'd be walking down the street and seeing a guy in a t-shirt and jeans. Mm-hmm. And they were stark ass naked. And they weren't even faced by it. Yeah. So nowadays this whole you need to cover your body you need to not show this you need to not it's bullshit exactly because you the society that we are living in is just now coming out of the era of just think less than 100 years ago what us women were housewives and we're at home and with our babies and our kids wearing pencil skirts and going to dinner with Johnny and eating a milkshake at like that that's not this time anymore we're growing mm-hmm. out of that and people really need to learn that it's okay to show skin and that it's natural. Yeah. I kind of want to say this. A lot of people's cultures mm-hmm. and religions have a lot to do with this. Yep. I mean, I don't want to say that, you know, that stuff is bad because it's no, good for certain people. But I think the aspect where people tend to take that out of hand and become shameful mm-hmm. and That's... shame other people and feel like they have the authority to shame other people because of their religion that mm-hmm. is where it gets out of hand yes it it you should i'm a christian and i will say that loud and proud but my relationship with god and your relationship with the universe is so beautiful mm-hmm. am i gonna shove my stuff down your throat absolutely not do i love hearing about your universe and about Pisces and, like, Zodiacs and stuff like that and the crystals that you give me. Oh, I love it. So <laughs> do I pray to the universe? No, I pray to God. But am I going to shame you for praying to the universe? Absolutely not. Did I pray with you before this? You were praying to the universe. I was praying to my God. Yes, and that's how it should be. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't be my God says that you shouldn't wear any skin or you shouldn't wear any clothes. Well, what about those tribe of Indians? that didn't yeah. necessarily have a god that's not what I'm saying but they they would be out and be free and have fun and live life and mm-hmm. it wasn't deemed sexual and when it did come down yeah. to that nature of procreation and having babies and having or just having sex because some yeah, why not <laughs> <laughs> it just it's having other people's opinions and having religion back it that's what yeah. I don't support I, yeah. I will 100% back any any religion out there for being what they're doing and just you do you Mm -hmm. but when you shove it down my throat and say that I can't wear a tube top because God is gonna send me to hell you can go fuck yourself exactly (laughs) I can't I I I will not agree with you like Adam and Eve were but again butterball ass naked in the garden why can't I yeah I'm not gonna go to Target but (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Just, just let a home, just let a homegirl be proud of her body. And if yeah. a woman or a man is willing to wear less clothing and show more, show more skin, that shows that they're confident. Just let them be. Exactly. I feel like the people who are saying you can't wear that are secretly being like, "Damn, mm-hmm. I wish I could wear that." Exactly. Exactly. But yeah. So, is there anything that you would tell your younger self? Oh, Lord. I have volumes of what I would tell my younger self. <laughs> but mostly I would tell my little baby girl, Danielle, that... Oh, by the way, for everybody that's out there, my real name, my legal name is Danielle Fabiola Navarrete, but I, my nickname is Indy, so I go by Indy. But my little little baby girl, Danielle, I would just tell her to be free. 
in, in any aspect, not to carry the weight of the world on her shoulders, just to kind of allow herself to breathe. And I guess I could still tell myself that now, but in 10 years, I would be my younger self now when I'm 28. And I'd probably mm-hmm. still tell my younger self, just be free. And yeah. that, that can go with don't care as much or don't carry so much on your shoulders. It, just be free. Don't, yeah. don't allow anything to hold you back. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. I'm going to get that tattooed on me. Watch. I'm going to. Oh, Jesus. Should. I'm going to. Should. We should go do that. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> should I look up when tattoo shops close? Um, oh, no. Continue. So, touching on the subject, I think mm-hmm. what I would tell my younger self oh, yeah. to let go mm-hmm. of the stress and just let let the pain come feel the pain let it pass and let like i always say life comes in waves mm-hmm. and that this too will pass and just to remember that and remember that i feel like adolescence is the hardest time of our lives absolutely like the hardest like really though so much control over you mm-hmm. you don't even know yourself yet your body's still growing and especially if you're born into a situation that you didn't choose exactly so it can all be really really overwhelming and i just i mean really want to share out there that if you are an adolescent you are in the hardest time of your life mm-hmm. give yourself some slack everything will be okay everything will be okay absolutely so how do you cope with challenges and body image challenges now? Challenges now? I'm still in a learning phase of trying to figure out what to do. But recently, I've learned just to get it out. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I have a friend named Austin Aaron, and he told me that you should look at negative thoughts as clouds. Recognize them, notice notice that they're there but they'll pass and just know that they'll pass and just shoo them away Mm -hmm. and I've never seen it as that and after he said that to me I was like wow whether or not this resonates with anybody listening but it resonated with me and I was like wow that's 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 actually really smart because sometimes you tend to dwell on those negative thoughts and you let them sit there and you let them consume consume you. you so just allowing that just to pass right on so I think not look it's really easy to say, eh, just forget it. <laughs> Super easy to say that. But to let it out, I, I'm an artist, so I will paint or I will, good, I love driving. So mm-hmm. I will drive in my car cricket and I will literally go up, do the PV drive and then come back down. And if that doesn't work, I'll listen to my music or I'll write. I have journals and I'll just sit there and write because yeah. I love looking back on five months ago when I thought that my life was going to end. Yeah. And I say that in a light way, but I really thought I was done. And reading that and then seeing how far I have gone within just yeah. a five-month period. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. That's insane. Exactly. So I, I like to document that. So I recommend just finding an outlet or multiple outlets because sometimes one won't work mm-hmm. or won't work as well. And especially working out, I know how cheesy I guess you could say that is but endorphins are so good and so mm-hmm. real and it's physically and scientifically proven that your body will yeah if you give it the right 
nutrients and the right amount of exercise and the right amount of love, your body will just grow. And it's also um, important to touch on, and I don't think a lot of people know, your gut health has a direct correlation to your happiness. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, I totally recommend everyone to look that up. Oh, yeah. So, you mentioned the cycle of being fit confident. Could you explain that? So, I have this way where I... I call it fake confidence because there's a saying of fake it till you make it. And to me, that's kind of yes, but no. And I, I think that if you feel the need to fake, comp, fake confidence, that you have to sit down with yourself and realize why you have to fake it and why you don't have it. Mm-hmm. And you have to, I don't believe that confidence is a personality trait that every other person has, or you're shy, or you're confident, or you're this, or you're that. I think... It's about security and the way that you make yourself feel. So I have this thing where it's a fake confidence cycle where you feel the need to be fake confident, so you are, so you have some validation from others because whenever you're confident, you draw in other people and people notice that and they give you somewhat of validation because you are confident. Mm -hmm. And then that will last a minute until some little tiny thing pops back up into your mind and then suddenly you're insecure again because you never really dealt with the problem in the first place. So, for me, that is just kind of the cycle of that, and you will always go back to that if you don't sit down and actually deal with the problem. Yeah. So I think it's important to, the the saying, fake it till you make it, it's important to sit down and actually realize, why am I insecure? Why do I feel this way? Is it my body? Is it the way that I look? Is it what I'm eating? Is it the way that I feel? Is it the people that I'm surrounding myself with? Is it the environment that I'm in? Is is it because I've been watching Netflix all fucking week and you haven't gone out and actually seen light? So yeah. there's so many aspects to it and it's little things because I'll tell everybody here, last night I called Kaylin and we were talking about what we were going to talk about in this podcast and I had stayed, I got my wisdom teeth taken out about a week ago and I was staying home and I was taking these pharmaceutical drugs and I was staying inside the house and I didn't leave the house for I would say 72 hours because my mom just wanted me to rest. And I thought I was going to lose my damn mind. I was depressed and I was tired and I didn't want to get up and I just didn't feel like doing anything and I couldn't look in the mirror. I was wearing sweatpants. I just did not. Mm-hmm. I was not feeling good and I was telling you about this last night. But just going out today and going to Los Angeles with my mom and getting all of my stuff done and going to lunch, talking to my agent and just kind of being out. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I feel so much better. Yeah. Like it, it's insane just getting out by itself and then we're going to go to the gym later which will help. Mm-hmm. But just doing that within itself helps a lot. So sitting down and realizing last night talking to you about many reasons why I could possibly have been depressed mm-hmm. and then talking, getting it all out today, yeah. I feel better. I'm glad. So yeah. it's, it's, you have to assess the problem. And don't get me wrong, it's not going to be done like that. It's not going to be like, like, oh my God, you're so happy. Overnight. No. Mm-hmm. But you can n- know that there's a problem learn and recognize it and then be like okay we're gonna deal with each other yeah and then work for it yeah i a lot of people don't actually want to admit Mm -hmm. that um there is a problem whether it be like a substance abuse um that they don't love themselves that anything that they don't want to recognize that there's a problem because they want to be like always perfect or always okay and i just want to say that it's okay it's really, really, really okay not to be okay. Yeah. Actually, um, I support it. 
And I invite you to not be okay sometimes because that's the only way that you'll grow. That's the only way that you learn about yourself is when you're put in situations like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's okay to not be okay. Feel your emotions, feel your feelings, and, if, and talk about it. And if you don't have anyone to talk about it with, then write it down. Film yourself talking about it. Who, anything, any outlet that works for you, just do that. So, this is our last question. Ooh. What does the universe mean to you? You and I talked about this, and I touched on this earlier, that my religion is God. But mm-hmm. the universe, to me, is so vast, and there's so much out there that it's... it's it, the, if you think about it, we're so incredibly small. <laughs> yeah. There's words, there's, the, with how much importance and stress that we put on ourselves and our lives and our other people and the way that we look, we are so just tiny in this world. Mm-hmm. And so the universe to me kind of just reminds me of that. Yeah. So yeah, I like that a lot. It. It, whenever I think I'm as my mom would say because she's Australian is you're getting too big for your britches so to me it's kind of like you're you're getting in your own head you're being too big you're thinking you're the shit but in all reality you're not you're so tiny in this mm-hmm. vast world in this vast universe in this vast galaxy that just be free you don't yeah. just let it go homegirl just yeah knock it out of the park they say if it's not going to matter in five years, don't spend more than five minutes worrying about exactly. it. Exactly. And if it doesn't matter in five years and you stuck five years working on this, you need to fix something. <laughs> Change your Change. perspective on it. Just go back, realize what the fuck is missing, fix it, and then go on. Yes. Because. Yes. Do you have any last words that you'd like to say? For anybody that's listening, whether you're a boy or a girl, or you don't really identify as anything, um... Just be free. It's so... We're in a world where everything matters so much. And the things that should matter the most to you are the things that are important to you. And you should really pick and choose what is important to you because they will ultimately shape who you are. So your beliefs and your values and your morals are what are going to matter. We're all going to die anyways. I know how morbid that is, but we're all going to be six feet underground in a casket. So whether or not you are the poorest person in the world and the happiest person on the world and the richest person and the saddest person, just know that what's important to you will ultimately shape who you are. So if you're hanging around a group of friends that you think are cool that are doing things that you're not necessarily comfortable with, be around a tribe of people that make you feel comfortable and secure within yourself because striving for validation from others, and this is something from Kayla and I can't say it as though... It's from myself, but striving for validation from others, you're going to be pulling from an empty cup, and then ultimately, you're not going to have anything for yourself. You want your cup to be so full and overflowing so that you can pour into others, that Mm -hmm. you're so okay with yourself and your self-worth and your love and your body and the way that you are in your mind, that you are able to be that light that other people look at and say, wow, I wish or I want to be like that. So your positivity and your light. Exactly that you bring into the room will make a dark person and dark I mean within your heart realize that there's more to life than just being sad all the time Yeah, and we're in an age where people don't care and it's so important to care 
it's mm-hmm. it's important to care about the right things and it's important to care about <clears throat> the way that you are and the way that you see yourself it's important so to anybody out there just know that it's okay to care and if people are saying that you care too much or that you you shouldn't care as much please care because if no one cares then yeah. what the hell are we doing yeah it's important to care so those are my last words so do you want to share like your instagram or social media um yeah <clears throat> social media will always be my name and that's i-n-d-e and then a period and then navarrete which is n-a-v-a-r-r-e-t-t-e or if i end up changing it it'll probably i-n-d-e-x-o-x-o but other than okay. that it's usually my first and last name okay well thank you so much for being here with me today indy well, thank you for having me my pleasure and i really hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast today as much as I enjoyed filming it, I really do feel that body positivity is extremely important and it affects all areas in your life. So I really do wish the best for you guys and your body positivity journey. Just love yourself. There's nothing more important than that. And have a beautiful, wonderful rest of your day. I post podcasts every first and third Fridays of the month and blogs every Mondays. So tune in and I love you and have a great rest of your day.